You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Booth Review. Welcome into another episode of Booth Review presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. BMAC, good to see you. It's been a couple weeks since we've talked. How you been? Man, I've been excellent. I'm glad to be here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we have more football to talk about. Man, I'm just it's it feels so good, you know, to to be following a team that uh is is still playing, still in bowl season. And like one thing I was thinking about, you know, the last couple of years, I just remember this, this time last year thinking how valuable getting all those extra practices leading up to bowl season was for this program, you know, last year because of, you know, you still a lot of young players. You still want to continue to build that culture. You still want to continue, you know, to get looks and guys and evaluate players and all that stuff. And um, obviously like that, you know, I'm not saying that they parlayed the extra bowl practices last year into what happened this year, but I do genuinely think, especially with this such an infant stage of, of Lance Leipold's career last, you know, career here last year, I think this opportunity is still just, it's a really valuable for this team as they're kind of working through and continuing to grow. Yeah. You know, as a freshman uh, at KU for myself, we played in the Tangerine Bowl and it was valuable for me because I was a red shirt, but those first three practices were all developmental practices. So the one reps and team, I got the one reps and team, you know, it allowed me to um, understand the pace of it, you know, understand the requirements of a hard practice you know, scout team's hard too, but it's hard in a different way. You know, it's not as mentally challenging. There's not as much on the line, you know, so it's a, it's a valuable opportunity for young players to kind of audition for the job that they want, you know, to kind of get out there and play and get more significant reps and get coached hard and uh, kind of know the rhythm of, a, of an in-season practice. So um, I, I know those guys would be excited to have those responsibilities, guys that have been, you know, busting the humps this year. Well, I think that's kind of so interesting is like we've talked about, you know, this team, they've kind of been able to kind of keep two classes of freshmen on ice, essentially, as far as, you know, continuing to develop them the last two seasons. And, you know, like you said, like this is a chance for maybe um, and I, I it may be treating you a little bit like, you know, some of the some of the um, some of the spring ball, right, is like you're going to maybe give some guys that are, you know, ailing chances to rest. You maybe aren't pushing some of your veterans as much. And that's when you get a chance to kind of get some guys. You get a look at some guys, and I know Lance Leipold highlighted a few, you know, players, a few young players uh, coming out of this, you know, some of these practices already. I think he, he said, you know, Logan Brantley, Taylor, da- uh, Logan Brantley is a linebacker, uh, Taylor Davis, a defensive back, Johnny Thompson, the running back, uh, Calvin Clemens, the left tackle. Those are all players that, like, you look at it and say, okay, those are positions that the that you know that KU could really need in the very near future. And it's good to hear him kind of ho- profiling some guys, especially, you know, we got a chance to watch the little Calvin Clemens in that Cincinnati game too. Absolutely. I, I mean, I know this show only has X amount of time, so I won't get all the way into my uh, Calvin Clemens obsession, but nice to see him out on the field and, and doing some things. And then, you know, Johnny Thompson's a guy that they talked about in the spring. I was hearing good things about him before he even got here. So I think there's a guy that they're looking forward to uh, having an impact on the game you know, especially with Devin Neal's decision lingering, he might have a, he might be a guy that gets more opportunities next year. Um, you know, that's always a deep, deep backfield group. And the strength of this staff is they find ways for guys to play to their strengths and play early. You know, so if those guys are ready. They'll get some opportunities. 
Yeah, and I don't know how much, you know, it, it would be interesting to maybe see some of these guys get an opportunity in the bowl game. Like, you never know, like, what's ultimately going to happen. It'd be kind of fun to see these guys just get a few licks, get a few tastes of the future, see if any of these young guys, you know, kind of get into the mix, uh, regardless of, you know, if this game is close or not. Uh, KU, obviously, I think since the last time we talked, we didn't know KU's bowl game last time we got together to do this show. KU is going to be playing in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against UNLV and we're going to try to do an episode kind of preview in that game beforehand but um what were your thoughts on on getting a chance to play UNLV in that bowl BMAC it's a good matchup you know it's a good matchup for Kansas uh stylistically it's a fun matchup it's at a conference you know I know as a as a competitor I always wanted to go up you know and this could be kind of seen as going down you know compared to the kind of schedule that Kansas played this year but playing in bowl games, that does not matter. This team has not won a bowl game yet. I, you know, in 2003, when we lost in the Tangerine Bowl, 2005, we basically refused to have fun. Like our goal was to win that bowl game. We were not walking away from, with a loss. And we faced a similar opponent. We faced that Kevin Cobb Houston team. Uh, Jackie Battle was a future chief. He was on that team. They had a couple uh, defensive linemen, a lot of good, talented players. But ultimately, we beat them up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, on offense and defense, you know, Charlton Keith was incredible. Nick Reed was incredible. Um, so that was a game that we kind of took over pretty early. And I could see something similar happen just because of discrepancy and physicality. But UNLV will have some good skill players there. And we'll get we'll kind of get deep, d- deep diving into that, you know, that game, because there's some fun stuff. Uh, they got they have some unique offensive components to what they do. Brendan Marion's a guy that kind of has taken, you know, some people's attention um, and some people consider him for some some more higher profile jobs with the with the go go offense. So he's done some unique stuff there. But um, KU has one of the biggest. I think the second. I think the last I saw, I think it was maybe second or third biggest point spread of all the bowl games heading into this game. So you know, obviously, you're talking about you know the physicality of it, and you know, Kansas has played a much more physically demanding schedule than the UNLV has. Some of that can go away a little bit, obviously, when you've got a month off where you've got some time for your bodies to heal. So that can maybe potentially, you know, help, you know, help a team that might be a little bit outmatched physically be able to sneak up on somebody. But, um, you know, I don't really care what the opponent is. I'm just really excited to get to watch this team play. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I was selfishly kind of hoping that it was going to be a game before Christmas so I could sneak out and try to fly down and go see it because I don't think my schedule is going to allow me to kind of get out there. Um, just because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Ohio for Christmas, but uh, I'm be out I'm be out of town for Christmas. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to watching this game, and it, it should be a fun one. I, I think it's actually got one of the highest over unders so far as well as far as points scored. Uh, in the uh in in the bowl season as well. So like people are expecting a lot of points to be sport scored, and they're expecting KU to come out and kind of kind of blow this team out. I'm I'm really. I hope they live up to those. I, I hope both things hit. I hope the over hits and I hope KU covers and, and blows the team out of the water. Yeah. My, I mean, Jason Bean with a week off was an absolute menace. Mm. So with a month, I mean, I am ready to see what kind of speed and quickness we have in store for Bean's uh, curtain call in a J-Hop uniform. Man. And that's like, I, it, that's a good point, man. Like, I'm just excited. Like, I'm excited to watch Jason Bean one more time too. Like, yeah. that's, that's going to be fun, man. Like, I think it's a per- like it would be a really perfect kind of uh, capstone to 
you know, and the what probably what's been is it is it is the Orange Bowl the last bowl game win? Uh no, we won Insight the next year. Insight the next year against Arizona. That's right. Was that uh who's the wide receiver? Eric Decker versus Eric Decker. Uh, and Briscoe went nuts in that game. Yeah. So I mean, like it's been what fourteen years since they won a bowl game. I don't know, man. I'm I'm really I'm just I, I think this is an opportunity. To, it'll be fun to watch Jason Bean kind of maybe end that streak, right? It'd be fun to see Jason Bean be the quarterback leading to end that streak because I I know we spent a lot of time talking about this last time we talked, but man, I'm just like I know he's overshadowed by the mystique of Jalen Daniels, who is an unbelievable player, and I can't wait to watch him next year. But like I think it makes it hard to for some people to appreciate Jason. And I hope, I hope we are, and I hope he gets a really fun kind of moment of glory, kind of closing this thing out. Um, real quick, I mean, because you know you're around the program. Is it? Do you? Do we think we're going to see any young guys getting into this game, or do you think they'll kind of just keep status quo? Or are they going to maybe try to sneak a few guys in to get some opportunities? I think he's going to. It's going to be status quo. I just think about when he first got here. You know, one of the things he did, you know, watching that Coach Prime documentary. You know, directed, produced by our Micah Brown. Hey, in the job. But uh, watching that, you see that disconnection of I'm separate from this thing that happened, and we can't win with this thing that happened. That documentary even puts into perspective what Coach Lightfoot did coming into the exact same scenario, a one and eleven team, and just refusing to not do right by them. You know, he just wanted to do right by them. I thought that was the thing that stuck out the first year was that he was giving guys opportunities to earn jobs. They were playing. There was no mass departure. Guys that wanted to be here got opportunities to play, and he did right by them. I think that is what he's going to do by these people. He's going to do right by them and give them the opportunity they deserve to finish out their Jayhawk careers. I love that, and I think that's a that's an interesting way of kind of just kind of grounding that conversation, right? Just putting that together and saying, you know, let's take care of these guys that you know they're getting that last opportunity here to kind of play. I love that. That's a really good point. But yeah, I'm excited to see this group go out and perform. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just as a friendly reminder, Homefield Apparel has all kinds of incredible KU gear available for you, whether it's football season, basketball season. They've got all kinds of things to cover you. Uh, promo code NOSEES23 will get you a discount uh, of, I think it's 15%. It's going to get you off of your uh, of your orders. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. I'm rocking the KU shirt right now from them. And they've got all kinds of awesome stuff. Again, co- promo code no seats 23 We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, BMAC, in some ways, there's been some, you know, no news is good news when it's been coming to the transfer portal. We'll get to that in a minute. But some of the good news that, you know, has just been out there is, you know, with the with the departure of Andy Koldnicki, uh, Jeff Grimes is in uh, in the chair with with uh, Jim Zabrowski, who's also been uh, promoted to, you know, a co-offensive coordinator position. Uh, Kansas has a new, you know, pairing at the offensive coordinator position. Um, before we get into those two guys a little bit here, because uh, I'm really excited. And I, we, we were both texting back and forth a little bit when Grimes was hired. But, um, you know, Kotal Nicky, obviously it's, it's a little, it's it's a bummer to see him go, uh, but wishing him the best of luck at Penn State. Absolutely. I love getting a chance to know Coach Kotal Nicky. Um, he was always fun in press conferences. He's a guy that got paid a lot of money. So good <laughs> with his family, because, I mean, who could blame him? Um, but, you know, he was an innovative guy. But what we have to realize is that a lot of times there are a lot of people that are good at X and O's. Mm-hmm. A lot. Now, I could, I could take you down the list and we could get into the hundreds of brilliant offensive mind. But what we have to keep in perspective is a beautiful offensive mind has to have a place to execute those plans. They have to have the freedom to explore. They have to have the buy in from the players and they have to have player development at every position. Jeff Grimes is a guy whose reputation before coming to Kansas far, far, far exceeds Andy Kotelnicki. So this is an accomplished, this is an accomplished coach. This is a guy that's had many, many successes. Most recently, the big one at BYU that led to the job at Baylor where they won the Big 12 championship. And then he was uh, unceremoniously let go. Obviously, there was a little bit of hard feelings there just based on some of the quotes I've seen. But what I'll say about this is, Coach Slidepold has created an environment for an offensive mind of Jeff Grimes caliber to exceed at a very, very high level because you're getting buy-in, you're getting consistency and practice plan and program plan. You're getting player development from quarterback with Zabrowski, Jonathan Wallace, top 35, under 35 as your running back coach, mm-hmm. Grimes in as your tight end coach. Coach Fuchs is developing offensive linemen at a rate and an ability that I have not seen in college football And that's not to mention Coach Gildersleeve and what he does in the strength and conditioning program. So this program is not a one-man program. And that takes nothing away from Andy Kotelnicki because he's great at what he does. But what they built here at Kansas, what Coach Leipold built here at Kansas is a pipeline of support and success for great offensive minds to really flourish. And I'm interested to see what version of Jeff Grimes we get because I think it'll be a fantastic version. 100%. And, you know, I, I... We can get to Grimes specifically in a second, but I think you you nailed it right. This is a um, this is a culture that exceeds. Like if 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 you thought it was doom and gloom just because Andy Kolnicki, you know, left for a fantastic opportunity, don't get me wrong. But if if you think it's doom and gloom and the sky is falling just because Andy Kolnicki leaves, you don't understand what's made this program special. And if you haven't been able to see, you know. Andy Kolnicki isn't isn't the offensive line coach. And what we've seen growth-wise from that group over the course of the last three seasons is unbelievable. Quarterbacks, Jim Zabrowski. 
what he's done to develop these guys and watching Jason Bean get better and watching a redshirt freshman in Cole Ballard or a walk-on freshman in Cole Ballard be ready and able to play. You know, there are so many guys on this on this coaching staff in, in this, you know, in this program that make up the successful, you know, what that, that lead to a successful offense. And you know, we've talked about like, you know, the core principles aren't completely exotic, you know, here at Kansas. It's that they're well coached and they are able to create um the guise of complexity with a lot of shifts and motions. And and I'm not trying to, you know, diminish, you know, the diversification they've had with some of their run scheme and some of their past concepts and screen game and all that stuff. But I don't think it's fair to just completely put the, you know, the credit entirely to to Andy Kolnicki, which is, which is, I mean, that's the case of anything. You talk to the Chiefs, you talk to, I mean, Andy Reid will tell you the same thing. He's not the one that, that had Corn Dog first, you know, a play that kind of won them the Super Bowl. It was, you know, I think it was, you know, a couple of lower, like some lower level staff members, maybe a Joe Blameyer. It doesn't matter. It, the point is that, you know, good coordinators are able to, um, help figure out how to exploit the strengths of their skill players, help exploit the strengths of their players across the board and build an offense that makes sense and, and allow an opportunity and an environment to absorb that feedback and to make that feedback open freely. And so I, I think, you know, and I think to your point, I think Lance Leipold's done a good job of just, you know, kind of building a structure that is allowing that. Right. And so I, I think that is such a, a, a vital component in building a staff which brings us to uh, to Jeff Grimes. You, it, high accolades coming in. Um, had a lot of success with uh, with Zach Wilson at BYU. He's it's kind of funny. I think I think KU fans are going to appreciate. He's got a he's got a phrase: the reliable, violent offense (RVO), which is similar to some of the things that not entirely similar, but there's some there's some you know principles that are very similar to what we've talked about here. With he wants to be able to run the f- football with a lot of different looks and those looks can present formationally and they can also prevent present themselves with a lot of shifts and motions. And I think that's what's, you know, like I think that's something that can really mesh well with what Kansas already has in place. Absolutely. You know, that's a, uh, that's a beauty of having such a tight infrastructure of offensive coaches that they've been together for this long, that coach Grimes is not, you know, coming in to recreate something he's coming in to put his flavor on it and kind of see what works and put his twists on it so i think it's a good fit and then if you're talking about what his twist might be schematically these teams are very similar if you remember year one uh, excuse me these coordinators are very similar you remember year one wide zone wide zone wide zone wide zone well they couldn't run wide zone so they started to do other things last year they couldn't move people in the run game so they started they went to the option game that's where they did a lot of the Jalen Daniels triple option, some of the movements still sprinkled in outside zone, wide zone, but it wasn't the primary feature of the offense. Turn on this year's tape. Wide zone is a primary feature of the offense. It's probably their most successful run play or most consistent run play mm-hmm. other than the pool with the uh, with the tackle and guard. But, or excuse me, tight end tackle, whatever that combination might be. Yeah. But this team relied on wide zone this year quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it's centered around good tight end play and good tackle play, and they had both. Uh, obviously with Fairchild's experience and Dominic Cooney being a first-team All-Big 12 player. And if you look at the future of what might, what could be at those positions, it's still very exciting. Uh, you know, we we talked about Kyle Clements, Logan Brown, a former top 100 
uh, prospect. Uh, Armaje Reed Adams moved out the right tackle and did not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Able dude will be back. I mean, there will be a, a plethora of options at that at those positions. So it'll be fun to watch how they fit those things around. And I remember playing Baylor in 2021 or 2022, where we came back against them, couldn't quite get back in the game. It was demoralizing how they ran outside zone. It was demoralizing how they moved people at the point of attack. If it was, they treated that whole 10 yards like a four down period and they just kept getting first downs and they would expand these drives in some, in some spectacular ways. And Jalen Daniels didn't play a ton this year, but that is his strength is converting on third and medium. And if you can run the ball violently the way that Coach Grimes expects to, and then you can give the ball to that guy, that's a recipe for a lot of winning. Uh, I Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you might see more jet sweeps, I think, with a, with a Jeff with a Jeff Grimes. He's going to show the jet both giving the ball and just showing it and running away from the jet. That's, that's an action that he really typically likes to employ. So you might see him involve the jet sweep a little bit more. Um, if they're going to play more under center, that's always, that's obviously something that's going to be, and even then you can, you can still get some of the same kind of, um, value, even with some similar motions, you can run your tap pass with your jet sweep out of gun. You can do some stuff a little bit differently there. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to see him kind of, you know, how he puts his stamp on the offense while kind of sticking to what works. And it doesn't sound like Jeff Grimes does not seem like someone that's coming in here to just run his system. He sounds like someone here that's going to come in and be, you know, flexible to the strengths of his team, which is what a lot of good offensive coordinators do. You know, good offensive coordinators are not just going to try to build a system and we're going to run it into your, you know, ram it into your heads regardless of whether or not we have the personnel to do. I do think that they're going to be able to accentuate the best, you know, best position groups on their team. And to your point, I think offensive line is going to, going to be one of those. I think offensive line is going to be one of those best position groups next year. But I don't think he's, you know, just because he's, you know, his most successful offenses have had a lot of under center jet wide zone that they're just going to start taking stuff away from Jalen Daniels next year and, and, and restricting some of his abilities just because that's what he's had a lot of success doing with someone like Zach Wilson. Right. And, you know, Zach Wilson that was big in the downfield passing game. You know, that's the thing that was the hook for a lot of NFL people, evaluators. So, you know, that they can do that as well. Uh, especially as a play action compliment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm very excited. And this was a get, man. This was a get. This yeah. guy I mean, this guy was a coach of the year, offensive coordinator of the year for a lot of publications two years ago. I mean, we're not talking about ancient history and it was in this conference. You know, so it's uh I think this is a big get. I know that there was kind of a reaction like, hmm, you know, like one of those like, oh really? You know, but I, if you I love it. I mean, yeah. this is a this guy's a big time guy, and that's a big gift for Kansas. This is, you know, these are the these are the type of people that, when you raise a level of coaching, when you raise a level of player, when you raise a level of expectations, these are the kind of names you draw interest from. And I think it's a it's an indication of, of where the program is that it's not just players that are seeing it. It's not just kids in the transfer portal. It's not just high school kids. It's coaches around the country, uh, as evidenced by Andy Kotelnicki's departure and as evidenced by uh, Grimes coming in. Well, and I think one thing, you know, he's got an offensive line background too, which is obviously a nice thing to have. Like they're going to have really good coaching from a, from a blocking perspective and, you know, both Scott Fuchs on the offensive line and Grimes stepping in as the tight end coach. Like, I think that's going to do great things for, 
you know, this team continuing to be able to run the football effectively like they were this year and, and have that kind of success because I think they still have the personnel to be able to do that. Obviously, you know, the Devin Neal situation, we'll see what happens. But even then, they're going to have, you know, some backs capable of, of yeah. running the... Huh? Sevian looked incredible, man. Sevian looked good. I mean... Perhaps I have loved every second of those reps. I think one thing is, you know, I... One, I don't know if it's a critique. I think it was just playing to the strengths, you know, that we have seen Zach Wilson throw a lot. You know, we saw him throw a lot outside the numbers vertically when he was at, uh, when he was at um, BYU and when Jeff Krabs was BYU. I, I don't think, uh, I don't know if Jeff Grimes, like his offense is necessarily built to do the exact same things that Zach Wilson was done. Like he wants to throw down the field, which I like. Um, but I think that was playing to some of Zach Wilson's strengths a little bit too. And this is where I'm very excited to get Z- Jim Z- Zabrowski's kind of flavor on this offense as well from a passing game perspective. Like I think there are some things that they've been able to draw from a play action perspective with you know their concepts this year that I think can really mesh well with what Jeff Grimes has already done historically. So I think there's going to be good synergy between Jim Zabrowski and the rest of that coaching staff from a pass game perspective beyond just you know, what we know that Jeff Krabs can do in the run game. I do really think that they're going to be able to cook some stuff, you know, really to complement, you know, off of play action well, um, because we've seen him do it. We've, we've seen him have some really great concepts. I don't think all that's walking out the door just because Andy Kolnicki's gone. I think there's plenty of innovation within that group. I think there's plenty of talented coaches that are going to help be able to put their stamp. And ultimately, from an execution perspective, that's what Matt, that's such a crucial piece of this. And we've seen this team execute at a high level, whatever offensive game they're trying to run. Absolutely. You know, that's a that's a fun part that I have not quite put all my thought process into is seeing Coach Z's uh, personality just because this guy is energy, 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 uh, high energy guy. You know, he's uh, his son is going to probably win the Harlan Hill for Division two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, the, the kid in his house is even a star. Uh, so you can see him coach this position as well as anybody in the country. And I, w- I do want to see what kind of things change in the passing game. I do want to see if there's little philosophical differences. You know, Kansas was a team that was slow to get away from running on first down. You know, even when they were struggling with it, and it's not, this isn't a nitpick. I mean, it would be a nitpick if I had one. But there were some little f- philosophical things that Coach Kotelnicki believed in and was also an offensive line background guy mm-hmm. uh, that Coach Z might look at differently. So I'll be interested to see what kind of ways those – those things change and what kind of what kind of rhythm he tries to establish for sure and yeah i i, I think it's just it's so easy to say like every little thing that, the, that ku's done is just gonna walk away with Kotal nikki but i think you're gonna be surprised i think i think a lot of people will be surprised there's still plenty of talent jim zabrowski's called a game before and i believe grimes is gonna be the play caller but i'm just saying like jim zabrowski's been he's been an offensive coordinator before so like he knows what he, you know he knows how to do this too right so um that that that's a that's an important thing to kind of just remind ourselves of is too is they just a, there's a lot of experience in this staff and i it's i mean look at uh, jim zabrowski's done a great job coaching those quarterbacks too and yeah. he's done a great job like and I think one important thing for people to understand is if you can coach a quarterback at a high level, there's a lot of correlation to being able to scheme up pass concepts because there's so much. Pro- I mean, and KU does have, they have real progression reads. Unlike some other teams in college football, they are actually reading out some progressions. And 
you know, if you're able to effectively communicate progressions based on coverage and walk through and work through those the way that KU has shown an ability to have their quarterbacks do regardless of what quarterbacks involved, that's a positive indicator there too. That that guy that you have knows what he's talking about and sees things at a level that is going to help translate well for a college kid. And so I, I just think I I loved like I texted I texted BMAC almost as soon as the Grimes hire. I was, I was hyped about it. I think that's a I think it's a fantastic fit for Kansas. And I do think yes, Kansas is lucky to have that guy uh in 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 uh in in the building. And I'm just, yeah, it'd be fun. To, it'd be fun to watch him. I don't, I don't know if he's going to just be kind of observing the rest of the year or whatever. But I'm excited that he's in the building for sure. It'll be a. I think it'll be a fun combo to look at. And you know, I think Coach Z is calling for the bowl game, so that'll yeah. be fun to see uh, what he's going to. You know, what kind of wrinkles he'll have. And I, I'm just excited, man. There's a there's a lot to be excited about about what this program does and what they're planning to do here with uh, you know transfer portal and all these things going on. Yeah, and let's let's move on to that real quick before we get out of here. So. Kansas really has not seen a lot of attrition as this, as we've recorded this, you know, there was, if you look at some of, you know, the other teams in the big 12 and what they've, you know, they've lost a lot of teams, you know, they've lost a lot of players to this point. Kansas, you know, one of the points of emphasis for Lance Leipold is retaining the players that come into this program and that they want to try to keep. And to this point, KU's done a really good job of, of limiting their um, their losses in the transfer portal, um, I, Tanaka Scott did uh, did did exit on Monday, um, but that is you know and Will Huck is the tight end. Those are, believe, are the only two scholarship players that this team has lost to this point. If I'm if my memory is serving correctly, and I think most importantly, you've seen Melo Dotson re- you know announce that he's returning. It seems like KU's done a pretty good job of. Of, of holding on to the core of players that um you know that that have been here that you know that they want to keep around and that's that's a really positive sign when you look at how NIL and look at how the transfer portal has affected other programs absolutely you know he has some of those things at his disposal right he has some of the things that other other coaches and other teams do to help retain players but that's not why he's retaining players it's the culture that they've built here it's a player-led culture it's a it's a place where discipline is at the forefront, but peer leadership is right next to it, which I think that's very hard to establish. I know that the teams that I played for, peer leadership was very important, but it was by hook or crook, man. We were we felt like we were the last people on earth. We were fighting every day in that room. We were fighting each other. It wasn't like this. What they're able to do is kind of balance what the what the players need and what the coaches need. And they're able to do it through buy-in through their coaching staff, through their honesty. And another way that they, the way that they've built depth throughout these two years has been fascinating. You know, you'll see a guy start to play a little bit at a position and you're like, wait, where's that guy? That guy's good. And it's not about that guy not being good, whoever it may be. It's about the development of, development of someone behind him. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, okay, well, you know, Jason Gilliam's going to get two or three reps in dime package, right? He looks pretty good. So now let's get him. Let's get it three to one with Craig Young. Three to one. Craig gets three series. Jason gets one. How about how about four to two? And you start to see that now it's not just about getting Craig a blow. It's about putting in a player with a different type of skill set, a guy that can do some things differently, a guy that gives you a different look. It's how they built depth at multiple positions. You look at a guy like Caleb Taylor, who's thrust into a 
a higher role, he was ready for it because he was already playing five, six, seven snaps. So when his snaps had to go from seven to 22, he was ready because he was already playing. So they're able to just keep a lot. They play a lot of people and it's hard to play a lot of people. It's even harder to have people have defined roles within that structure. And that's what they've been able to do. They've been Mm -hmm. able to find defined roles for twos and threes throughout the season. I think it's fascinating. And I think it's why they have such good player retention, because if I have a role, no matter how much I play, obviously I want to play more, but I'm a part of this. Like I played a role in this thing today. And that's what guys like Patrick Joyner, you know, they just keep sprinkling guys in and they play and they have an impact when they play. And maybe they earn more snaps. Maybe one week they don't, but they're good with it because they're a part of some. Even special teams. You know, you'll see some like they've they've been good about getting guys involved on the, in special teams too. Um, I think it's you know one thing I think about as a as a point for the way Lance Leipold built this team um, and player development is you know I, and we've talked about this a couple times on this show, but you know I remember a couple of years ago when people were stunned that Eric Gilliard, the transfer from USC in the UCF, maybe wasn't the starter. You know, and like it was Rich Miller or some of these other guys holding them off. That's the sign of culture. It's competition and depth, and it's guys coming in. This isn't ducking on Eric Gilliard. This is just talking about look, maybe the expectations that you had for somebody, maybe it's just based off of prior, you know, beliefs of what that player is. But these teams are continuing to develop, to continuing to get these guys better, continuing to grow them, and continue to get them involved. And I think that's what's so impressive about this team and about this culture um to your point you know it's just they they do such a good job of continually developing and, and you're right continuing to keep guys involved and using and expl- it's exploiting the strengths of all these players i think it's so great to watch and see how they're doing it and i hope you know they there's some players with some tough decisions we talked a little bit about that here um and obviously i'm sure we'll know more after the bowl game but i mean Melo dotson is a great start Having having Melo Dotson announced that he's returning, I think that's a great start. I think that was really smart for him because I think that's going to help him, uh, you know, continue to put more tape out there. I think he's got the prototypical NFL size when it's all said and done. But I think another year of tape could really benefit him because, I mean, that's a good player. And, and maybe there'll be a few more that decide to stay as part of this culture to be part of something bigger than themselves. Like, I think that's the important thing to your point is these all these guys all feel like they're part of something because they are. And what they could be part of next year could just blow the doors off of things that we've seen in this program. For sure. I, you know, if you look at their schedule and you look at their predicted returning production, uh, there are a lot of things to consider about what this next season could be. I think this will be a hungry bunch. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that motivation moving forward will propel them into this bowl game in, in a major way. Well, and you know, they've, you know, they've, uh, you know, they lost some, they lost some close games this year the next step is to win all those close games. And that could be the case for this program if they're able to retain more of these guys. Let's be excited to watch them. We're going to try to get one more episode in before uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against UNLV, trying to preview that game. But we want to jump on here and talk about some of the things that have happened uh, in, in the KU football world. Thank you, everybody that's been listening, watching, subscribing. That's Brandon McAnderson. I'm Kent Swanson. We'll catch you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard.
You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.